Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
All right, welcome back there, brothers and sisters, to another edition of Roundtable Tuesdays here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. If you guys are listening to us live, you're listening to us on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors, or you're listening to us on mixlr.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors. Well, listen, brothers and sisters, it's good to be back. I'll tell you, hallelujah, praise Jesus, thank you, Lord. Um I'm not quite sure. I don't remember if we actually did a show. No, we did not. We did not do a show this uh, last Saturday or Sunday. So you guys got to forgive us on that um, for a little bit of technical issues. Besides, we were uh, trying to get things ready for our, um, for my wife at least to be able to have a carefree week while I was actually starting my new job. Um, we had to run out to the States to get together a um, – a dog fence, a bunch of chain link and stuff like that for our dog. So praise God. Thank you guys for being patient with us and um, you know still tuning in to our broadcast. I know we haven't really had a completely, um, how can I put this, categorized show listing as of late. But we will try to do better as the time goes on and progresses. So brothers and sisters, I do want to say thank you and my apologies again, me and my wife's apologies for um, – allowing that to happen um so yeah we'll give you guys more updates as uh time kind of goes on and also another dynamic in this will be um that we do not necessarily have internet uh where we're living at right now at the moment and many of you are thinking what you guys just got done having internet put into another house that you guys had yes we did um but unfortunately out here in the country or out in the country where we're living at, it's a lot more different than living in town out in Morden. Not everywhere in the states, just because you have a house, even out there in the country, it's very difficult to get internet, um, even out here. Amen. So, uh, so yeah, you guys, I want to keep that in mind. Also, brothers and sisters, I will be on Omega Man Radio sometime soon in the very near future, so you guys just pray about that, um, that that door becomes available. Other than that, um, I don't really think I have a whole lot of other announcements, except for we will try our best our best to keep getting that warrior radio thing um, put up, uh, the warrior workshop put up online. Um, we will try our best as, as, as we move forward in this endeavor. Amen. So with that being said, enough talking, um, me talking, uh, I want to welcome on to the show a very special guest, a dear brother and Lord, brother Steve Fraze from Route Table Ministries. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing very well, Curtis. How about you? Well, I'm actually kind of laughing. I, I told you earlier um, I was laughing at the job, um, but I think they took it easy on me. But no, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. <laughs> there you go. It was your first day at the office, and so they're breaking you in in the in the soft Canadian way, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I didn't quite expect it to work like that. I mean, first time ever working retail uh, ever. Um, and I already learned about the UPC codes or whatever that they that they put on every individual packaging and how you can find it. And uh, so I learned a bit. Um, and yeah, I think they are breaking me in kind of easy. <laughs> well, hey, it's it's good. At least you're not at least you're not frightfully overwhelmed, which can happen in certain circumstances. Um, 
Yeah, especially when you get up in age and and you're you're trying to absorb as much as you can, and you're saying my brain doesn't want to absorb this <laughs> anymore. But that that isn't the case for yours truly. Um, you know that's present company accepted. But 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 you know it can happen, right? And so it all depends a, a lot on. See, and I'm guessing with your with what you're doing, you're going to have some electronics to work with. If you're talking about UPC codes <laughs> no. and things like that, right? No. no? Oh, okay. Well, I tried. Dude. I tried. I tried. Dude, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> First, um, okay, for those of you guys that don't know about Winkler Co-op, I mean, God bless them. They're a good company, and I work for them, so I'm not going to badmouth them. But my God, these guys live in the dinosaur age. Brother Steve, you know how they actually order product? It's through dial-up. No. Oh, really? Yes. They Ooh. have – their phone makes a weird noise. It goes – and you, you call in a number. And you let that phone communicate with that little device, communicate with your phone over the speaker, and it takes down the information and actually <laughs> actually makes out their product list of what needs to be delivered. Dude. Oh man, I was gonna, is, I was gonna th- I was gonna I was gonna say it sounds like you're working with an abacus or something from China or something, but doesn't even sound like it's it, that advanced. It <laughs> This came out in the eighteen, uh, well, in the forties, I think, or whatever, nineteen forties. Dude, this is old tech. Like my jaw hit the ground, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are actually using this. Um, so yeah, dude, it was it was it was pretty painstaking. So no, not too much technology is actually being used there. It's all manual. Mm. Yeah, it's it's all about profit for the shareholders, for all for the cooperative. Yep, must be. <laughs> Okay, and so we're on Tuesday night again, aren't we? And yeah, and, awesome, man. You know, my, Curtis. One of my favorites. Yeah, you were. Well, yeah, and you were, and you were saying that you guys really haven't been super consistent and things. And you know, we know we've, you know, we know some of the things that have been going on and how busy things are. And 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 even for us, you know, we we were running around like chickens without heads here for the last two or three weeks, and. And so this last weekend we were able to relax a little bit, so it was really kind of nice, and and we're kind of back into the the weekly thing. But but yeah, the 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 Tuesday night programs, um, we we like to try and stay as consistent as we can. Although we did miss a couple of weeks there when you guys were in transition in South Dakota there. But but I, I'm obviously we're here today next Tuesday. We'll uh, I'll be on the road, so that'll be so that'll be. I guess I probably won't be able to do a live broadcast on Tuesday, but uh, but anyway, I guess we'll we'll figure out how to handle that, right? Yes, and also as 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 our Saturdays begin to develop, I don't know how consistent I'm going to be on Saturdays. But so our Saturday show may or may not get moved to Sunday, um, depending on how things look, because uh, I don't know. I know I'm going to have to work Saturdays, uh, which is no big deal to me. I mean, they've asked me what day I'm able to work and I'm like what day I'm not able to work and I was like I don't care dude your job is easy I don't <laughs> so anyways Just... I didn't actually tell them that but so yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to tell them too much more than they ask because the next thing you know they're bo- working you like a borrowed mule isn't that the right terminology borrowed mule anyway yeah borrowed mule or something like that but I'll tell you that's that's working you pretty hard because at the end of the day they know they can give you back give you back to mm. the owner <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
Okay, so I yeah. guess we should get into the into the uh, the topic of the evening, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And the topic, Let's pray. the title, the, the, yeah. oh, the title for tonight's show, brothers and sisters. Sorry, you guys, we're just a little bit. You know, we're just kind of get us take a little bit to get going, but you know, after that, you guys just bear with us. Amen. So uh, tonight's title is "Let Your Your Light Will Break Forth." And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be diving into a lot of different topics. We're going to see how it goes. But, yeah, first and foremost, Brother Steve, go ahead. Take us out in prayer, man. Okay. So, Lord, we thank you again for today, and we thank you for your love for us. And, Father, we honor you and we glorify you for who you are. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the price that you paid for us. And that you came and you died and you defeated sin, but you didn't just die and defeat sin. You rose again and defeated death. And because of that, we will have eternal life with you. And Lord, we just pray that you would give us an unction from yourself through your Holy Spirit so that we would come to a realization of who we are in you and grab hold of that with the understanding that there is nothing that is barred from us. You want us to have all things. You want us to be all things. And Lord, as the, as the days get darker, your light becomes brighter and your people will stand and they will stand in the day. And so Lord, we just pray that this would be on all of us, your children. Father, whether we're, whether we're together tonight live while we're speaking here or via archives later, Father, I pray that you would empower what is said and that your spirit would go out and that someone's life would be changed for you for eternity. And Lord, we will be careful to give you the honor and glory, for it's in the name of your precious Son, Jesus, that we pray and ask these things. Amen and amen. amen. Okay. So, yeah, then your light will break forth. Um, you know, as so often happens in our household, we get talking about things, and, and I think Paula talks more than I do although she said yesterday that I actually have no problem talking if I have to. But, um, you know, she was talking about something on the weekend, and, and, and so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go and start, and I call it noodling around, around where she was reading, and she was in Isaiah. And so I started to read in Isaiah 56 and 57, and I got into Isaiah 58 and 59, and, you know, I looked at Isaiah 58, and brothers and sisters, if you have a Bible, I encourage you to grab it, because that's where we're going to go, and we're actually going to work our way through that chapter. But, you know, as I was sitting here, just getting ready for the program, I was reading, and I just started to read the beginning of chapter 57, and I just wanted to start with a couple of verses there, because it's, it's just such a simple, simple statement that the Lord is pushing through Isaiah here and and yet we we don't we don't see things in in the context in which the first couple of verses are are spoken and so I want to read that and then we'll just touch on that and then we're going to get into chapter 58 and um, as we get into chapter 58 you'll see some negative and then hopefully we'll also see some positive and so in Isaiah 57 verse 1 the the word says 
The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. You know, Curtis, as I I was sitting here and reading this, it made me think of Brother Marcus and, and others, for that matter, that have gone on. You know, there has been... There's begin. There's been this beginning of the changing of the guard. There have been others that that have gone on in the last couple few years that were were more, I'll say, giants of the faith than many that we've seen. And the interesting thing is, you look at them as righteous, and they've passed away. They've gone on, and and here it says that. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. And so when we, when we see some of these things happen, we think, well, how could the Lord take, take them away? How could he take them out? You know, Brother Marcus was not 60 years old. He was younger than that. And so, so why would that happen? And, and, you know, Curtis, you and I, you knew him much better than I did. But the little bit that I had gotten to know him and you— you know, the man walked with the Lord, and and you on the surface you would look at you would look at him and say, "Wow, why would the Lord have pulled him out at that time?" Because there was so much going on, and he had so much potential in the ministry that he was working in, and he was you know, and he was doing so much right, and and yet here here in Isaiah the Lord is just saying, you know what. I'll take away merciful men. I'll take away those that are righteous. And we, we've got to remember that that there is rejoicing in the death of his saints, right? And so mm-hmm. I just I just kind of thought it was an interesting way to start the evening tonight. And so from there, I want us to get into Isaiah chapter 58. Well, and we are going to work our – go ahead, Curtis. Did you have something? I was about to say before before we get before we get too far into that, um, you know, you actually bring up a really good point. Um, I mean, more than most, I don't know if you guys have actually caught that or even begin to think of it this way. Um, a lot of people, you know, we we so we sometimes try to accredit the death of a man or a woman of God to the devil, to the witches, to the warlocks, and 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 a lot of people out there that have kind of followed. Um, the life and passing of, of of Brother Marcus, you know, Brother Steve. A lot of people they try to say he was taken out by a witch, by a warlock, by a coven, by whatever voodoo curses, and whatever it might be. And and people think that he the reason why he passed away was because of a fall, because of a chink in his armor. And just from I, I hope you guys actually caught what that was about, what, what Brother Steve just read. You know, the Lord will take home righteous and just and honorable men and women of God. He will. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. for any other reason than to not only preserve them from the things that are coming, because if the Father has that much foresight, he does. That why would he allow somebody that is that is one of his gems to have to go through the turmoil that might come in the in the future? Um, also, if it wasn't for his passing, I would be where I am. So there's a many different fold or, or facet um, of that, you know. 
Well, and you know what? And you're, you, exactly. And now we're and we're okay. So here we're sitting here for a bit. Look at Enoch. Look at who Enoch was. The canon that we have, the sixty-six books that we call the Bible, only makes a couple of very brief references to Enoch. But what what did Enoch know? When you go into Jubilee Jasher's um, the the book of Enoch. And I haven't read much of it. I know of others who cl- close to me have the things that Enoch knew and what he what was shared with him from the father. And, you know, the things about how the wind worked and and all the directions and all of those things are are written in the book of Enoch. And and this man, he was not because he walked with God and he was gone. So he never he never even saw death and 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 we know that based on the 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 additional texts to the scripture he was definitely a man who walked with god and who 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 the father loved you know and and you know think about that because we think if we know the lord and we know who our father is we're off to the races, and we, you know, we we've, we've got it all together with sliced bread and jam. But the truth, the true understanding of who we are and where we are and what our position is, is in our Father knowing who we are. And I think we too often get that, make that mistake. And it's like Evan said the other day we were talking, and he says, you know what, people just don't know how to shut up. And I know that sounds harsh, but but how how is it that when we want to talk to the Lord, we pray, whatever we want to call it, why is it so often that we're doing all the talking? So when do we have time to listen to Him, so that so that there is a balance? We get into this balance of relationship, right? The other one is Elijah; he was taken out away. In a chariot of fire, right? He never he never saw death, and he did how many how many miracles did he do? I think he did seven major miracles. I think, mm-hmm. and and when Elisha was was tagging along with him, and Elijah had told him if he would see him leave, he would he would have he would have twice the blessing that Elijah had had, and Elisha. He wouldn't. Well, it's a story, and we've talked about it on a Tuesday night about how Elijah told him to go and do something. He said, "No way, I'm not going because I might miss something." And then Elijah told him again, and he said, "No way." And so, at the end of the day, Elijah is taken up, and Elisha sees him, and Elisha takes Elijah's cloak. Right? He throws his cloak mm-hmm. on him, and and he ended up doing twice the miracles. That Elijah did, and and so here's another man who never even saw death, and so when we think about those who have passed, and maybe they've gone on where we think it's been premature, for some reason or other, you know, many times they say, well, yeah, like you said, Curtis, somebody did something that was a failure, and so the Lord took them home early. Well, here it clearly states in Isaiah that if if a if a person is a man of God. And they are merciful and righteous. The Father may take them, 
and he's doing it so that they don't have to see the evil that's coming. Any other thoughts there, Curtis? Yeah, right. I mean, okay, see, this is always, you know, this. I'm glad you brought that up about Elijah and Elijah. You know, there there have been a lot of men and women of God that, listen, the Father just says, you know, it is time. It is time for them to move on. Um, and I think it's very selfish of us for, um, very selfish for us to think that we can keep somebody that is ordained by God here. I mean, as much as good as we say yes, you know, what would have happened? I mean, surely the Lord would have allowed Moses to live until our lifetime. Or, you know, why did Christ have to die if, you know, God was able to do a lot? So I'm not, I'm not here to question or pose a question about why God, why. But, you know, a lot of times we, we try to overwork our brain, brother, um, and try to understand a lot. But whenever the father's like, listen, you are putting your focus on the wrong thing, point blank. You know, whenever you're talking about Evan, how he said, uh, Brother Evan, how he was like, some people just don't shut up and listen. They don't get it. Um, I think a wise man once told me, it says, everybody has an opinion. You know, if they would just quit blurting out their, their, their stupid opinions, he says, then they might actually shut up enough, long enough to hear the voice of God. Instead of their own thoughts. And, hmm. you know, I kind of sat there and I thought about it. How many of us today, instead of just trying to find a reason, you know, flat earth versus round earth versus, you know, this versus that, satellites, you know, what? I don't care what it might be, um, Mandela or not Mandela. You know, if we honestly were to put as much brain power on those subjects as we were about Focusing, because it says, you know, worship God with all your heart, all your mind, you know, and all your spirit. Basically, you know, you're not obviously doing that if you're focused about things that are not on God. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, when I when I said that about Evan, he was referring specifically to the spiritual aspect. You know, we we pray, we talk, we do this, we you know, we moan and groan at the Lord, and 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 why don't we just get quiet and listen? And and there was a comment that I think I'd made somewhere in my notes uh, two weeks ago when we were in South Dakota, Curtis, uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, Ray Phipps. I don't remember if you remember what he said. But I think it was Sunday night, and for those of you who don't know who Ray Phipps is, he's an 81-year-old young man, and and he, at 65, retired out of the secular world, and he didn't do much for about a year or so, and I'm, I guess I'm telling his story, and he should be telling his own story, but but at about 67, it's there, there's there's a series of events that occurred. And he and his wife began going to India as missionaries. They're 81 years old right now, and they are constantly going, coming and going from India to India. And and at 65 year old, years old, they had wanted to go into the mission field under a mission board. And the mission board had said, "What? Are you kidding? You're far too old. You get, you can't go out there." And he's 81 years old, and they're and they're trucking along. But but what he said was that. This thing about fasting, you know, he said, one thing I've realized, and that is that fasting does not make the Father speak to us more quickly. And I remember, remember if you heard that, remember that, Curtis, but, yeah. but he says one thing, that, but what he says fasting will do 
is will get us to the point where we are listening more acutely. And so it was just the way he put it, it was just so apropos because that's exactly right. We are never going to push the father into a corner and and twist his arm and say, look, Lord, um, I need this. And, and if, if, if you give me this, I'll do that. Or if you do this, I'll be that. Those kinds of things. But but by fasting, it's it's another way of getting quiet before the Lord and and giving him the upper hand and allowing the body to suffer so that when he does speak, we are hearing, we are more acute and we're more sensitive to what it is that he's wanting to push push into our lives. And, and you know, I guess, you know, I'm thinking about about myself as an example, like, for the last month or two, I've been trying to be more conscious of spiritual surroundings. And there, there are things that have occurred, and I'm going, whoa, where did that come from? Because it didn't come from me, you know. And a couple of times, it's, it's actually taken me back. Like, I've, it would push me back in a chair because it just hit me so hard that, that it, it, in one case, it actually scared me because I just... Whew, I just about broke down because I couldn't believe what I was seeing because th- the situation and where we were was in such where I thought we were in such a, a, a blessed place. I'll put it that way, or a place that would be ordained by the Father. And yet he showed me something that was just the opposite. And, you know, it's like it's like we talk about sometimes just because we see something doesn't mean that is the future. But it's up to us to pray into those things to to make sure that we are diligent in in um, our supplications or our requests of the Lord so that he knows there's someone standing in the gap or being an intercessor or an intermediary or someone who is a repairer of the breach, right? Holding, holding, holding hands to make sure that, that the, uh, the bridge isn't broken as it was. You know, that's, that's funny. Um, you know, while you were telling me that, while you're telling that story, you know, uh, one thing that it came to my mind was the story about the young man, about, you know, the old, the old guy, the old uh, cattle roper. And, you know, for the sake of uh, dragging oh. out that story, yeah, it, well, it was an old guy, you know, you know, an old guy riding an old horse, you know, he wasn't very fast, he wasn't the slickest, fastest moving guy out there. But one thing they could say about him was he was steady. And that was, and it, and it was an old poem going on about maybe 20, I'd say 10 minutes or so, it was a 10 minute poem. But the whole gist of that was God is looking for somebody that is steady, steady hand that doesn't deviate, that, that, that just won't give up on the things of God. You know, too many times we give up on the things of God or we, we, we think that God has turned their, his back on us and just mm-hmm. totally said, no, um, I don't care if that, if that be, you know, you're trying to tune your ear into him or not. Just don't give up. You know, you want to talk about the spiritual aspect, Brother Steve, of you know you're really tuning in or you're trying to tune fine tune your antenna so to speak 
to the kingdom of God, and you begin to start seeing things. Well, you know, the scripture that says, seek and ye shall find. You know, first of all, we got to go through the seeking process. And now I'm not just talking about say a little prayer and go to bed. I'm talking about eyes sobbing, knees, your knees are about to give out because you're just sitting there, you know, your voice is all hoarse and, and rasped because, you know, you're truly crying out from your heart. You know, that's what the Father's looking at. He's looking for those that are dedicated. You, I mean, Brother Steve, you, to tie this back into the beginning of the show, and then I'll toss it back to you. You want to know what it takes to be that monster in faith, to have that monster in faith, to be that, that, that uh, Woodworth, that are, you know, Rebecca Woodworth, that are Smith Wigglesworth, Marcus Samuel, you know, uh, John Paul Jackson, mm-hmm. whoever else might be your favorite man or woman of God out there. What it takes is a steady, steady lifestyle with him and to know who you are in God, plain and simple. Because these people didn't become, I mean, you, you've known Brother Marcus at, towards the end of his age, but you have no idea what this man went through on the earlier parts of his life whenever he was feeling the calling at 16, 17 years old. You mm-hmm. know, Um the man went through a lot of hell and a lot of turmoil to get where he's at. Everyone saw the man at his finished product, but many of them, many of us wouldn't have stuck through that maturing process or that growth process that got him to where we knew him at. We just couldn't. Be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, and I know I, you know, I heard a, a few of his accounts, right, on the things that that he did, that most of us would have gone, "Are you kidding me?" Like you want to talk about getting out there in faith, right? And so, and so, while we're on this vein anyway, Curtis, you know, you talked about about that poem where where this cow poker, this this roper, was steady, and and that is, I think, brothers and sisters and Curtis, we we so often get messed up because we think that we have to have this bombastic. Um, explosive relationship with our Father through Jesus Christ, and and there has to be something going on all the time. But there are times when the Father is quiet, and and that is the, those are the times when we need to be consistent. We don't worry about we don't worry about things that that are that seem out of sorts because maybe we're not hearing something the way we thought we should, or we're not seeing something the way we think we should, or we're waiting longer than we think we should. But that is where the character gets built. Um, You know, I guess like I can speak for myself. There are times, there have been times where I'm going like, what's going on? Like, are is there, is there, are the are the ceilings brass? Are the walls concrete? Is there is there no is there no communication? And and but 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 in those times we have to understand who we are in Christ. And I think again, getting back to the authority that we've been given, the authority that we have. Um, you know, walking in the freedom of who who Christ has made us through his through his redemption 
And I honestly believe that there are very, very few of us that truly have a, a, a clear grasp of what that means. Because I, I know that for Paula and I, and, and I can't speak for you and Haley, um, or Evan and Christine or Kaylin and Carly or Lila or whoever, but, but I know that we, are, we seem to, to be in this place where we're learning, but it seems like the more, the, the, more, the more pages we turn and the more kettles of fish we open, the less we seem to know. And, you know, um, someone used the term some time back, and this is really going to might, might niggle some people. Someone said that the Bible is an occultic book. And I said, whoa, like, wh- how, what do you mean by an occultic book? Like, that sounds satanic, right? Like, that's the first thing that comes into your head. It's, a, it's an occultic book, book so it's got to be of Satan. But the, the, the scripture is full of parable, parables and, and analogies and things that, that are in there on black and white. But unless the Holy Spirit reveals them to you, you cannot understand them and so the term occultic simply means that it's hidden meaning and so you can look at 10 parables in one of the in one of the gospels but if you if you don't have the holy spirit illuminating your understanding it's black on white and so there's 10 virgins and so five of them they all have lamps and they all had oil but only five of them had extra oil so what does that mean well, what difference does it make? Because, but and yet, the five that didn't have oil had to go and buy oil, and they were shut out, and they couldn't get in, right? And so, all I'm saying is that, is that, we had there is so much in this word that is hidden to the secular mind, to the worldly person, to those who do not care to know more, and and and. As you dig and keep digging, and as you said, seek ye first the kingdom of, of the Father and his righteousness, and everything will be added to you. When you do that, all of a sudden these, there, there are these things that start popping up, and you start questioning, whoa, like, why is that? And, and it just, you keep going, and, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And today, there are a lot of people that we would call believers that can't even that can't even accept um, many things that Curtis, you and I could talk about, just you know, candidly at the table, and and it's it's a sad case because we are happy to sit in our pew, we're happy to throw our five bucks in the offering plate, we're we're happy to maybe go and uh, put a tract in someone's door or, or send our child to do it so that so that they don't get caught, that kind of thing. <laughs> And and yet, what what are we what are we here for? Seriously, right? Um, we're and and it's it's about participation. You know, we sometimes look around us and we say, well, okay, so do people do do the people that we associate with do they care about the things of the Lord? Um, are we all working in the same direction? Are we all participating and trying to be a part of 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 what we feel the Lord wants us to be a part of. And, and, and at the end of the day, we can't, we can't question someone else's motives, but we have to make sure that we're doing what we know to do. And that is being steady 
and being consistent and waiting on him even when it seems like like the the uh, cup is as empty as a dust bowl um that is knowing who you are in Christ and knowing that whether he is blaring away in your ear or whether he is holding back and waiting to see how you respond that is knowing who you are in Christ any thoughts there curtis Amen, brother. You know, it's it's kind of funny because you know you want to. <laughs> some of the things that we talk about would probably rattle straight rattle some people, um, and it might be borderline heresy. Matter of fact, here's one thing: is uh, me and Haley were Uh-oh. actually talking about not too long ago. Um, yeah, you want to talk about the book being? Uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. People think that uh, the Bible is an occultic book. Well, think of it this way. This might really rattle some of you guys. Are you worshiping God or are you worshiping your Bible? Mm. Mm-hmm. If we look at it this way, the Sikhs, the Sikhs believe that their Bible or their, their form of it, this book that they have, that that is the word of their prophets. And the last prophet that they had that interprets what God wants for them is that book incarnated because it's all the knowledge, all their past, um, how can I put this, all their past knowledge being put into this book. And this book is a holy book, and it's a book that they don't need any other person to interpret the will of God because they have this book. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at it this way, Brother Steve, how many of us today are worshiping our Bibles other than worshiping at the foot of our Savior? There's a very green, a gray line, gray area in that matter. I mean, if you really sit there and think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's no question. Um, we, we know, we know of, of, many people who will who will take this canon the 66 books that this is called the bible and and you cannot you cannot even use a different translation than the king james version bible and and yet we know that when you go to original texts like the the old testament which was oh boy hebrew and the new testament which was greek there are when when you when you look when you go word for word um there was there was a very good analogy made about that there are translations of the bible that were were designed to take and simply interpret word for word as closely as possible what was in the original and then there are translations of the bible that look at what a portion of scripture will say or what a, what a part of the manuscript said and they'll and they will say okay so what was the father's thought what was he trying to get across when when this was when this was transposed by humans from the father and and they will try to that is how they will structure the verses in their translation and i think I, uh, well, we have learned, Curtis, we have learned that it is dangerous to take one translation and say, this is 
the only word. Because we've there's been 2,000 years since Christ came and lived and died and rose. And the thing that many people don't realize, even those who are, are seriously dogmatic about, um, let's say, a, ver- a, version, a version discussion, they don't realize where, where all of this originated and who was involved with some of the original canon and how it was all put together. Because all you have to do is go back to three, 323, and I can't remember his name, but there was one particular leader who put this thing together, and and I'm not going to go into that discussion, but it really makes you crease your forehead really quickly because you're going, ooh, okay, so why in the world would a man like that have done a thing like this? And then you see books like Jasher, Jubilees, Enoch, um, the, 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 Dead, the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found in the mid-1940s, um, and and you say, okay, so why would they not be a part of the canon? Or or why should we not be looking at that? Because brothers and sisters, and Brother Curtis, you, I'm not sure how much you've read in Jasher and Jubilees, but I've read some of that. And it's incredible, the information in there that, 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 that tells you the background of some of the things that occurred. Um, and now I'm referring to to accounts in the Old Testament, and um, okay, Abram, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob. Uh, pardon me. Um, was it Abram and Isaac? Um, was Isaac the one that was going to be uh, offered up on on the altar? And um, I yeah. just can't remember if that was the right I, generation. I, 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 I think so. Brother. I think it, I think was. it was. Any yeah. at, at any rate, you know when you see the whole account that went from start to finish in, in that whole thing. And brothers and sisters, that's in either Jubilees or, or uh, Jasher, the book of Jasher. It is, it is mind-boggling what occurred and, and how, all, how all of that happened and why it happened, because it's all there. And, you know, we in our, I, I'll say our humanity... Sometimes we say, well, how come this happened? How did this happen? And, and why is there not more detail? Well, there is more detail in some of those books. And it's amazing. And it is a blessing to read some of that because it, it more exemplifies the power of our Lord, our Father, our Creator, and, and His Son, Jesus Christ. It's just, it's just amazing. And, and I guess that's, I'll, I'll leave that there. But I guess what I'm saying is that we get to the point where we see so many more things when we allow ourselves to to truly feast on at the table of what the Father has given to us to learn. And you know what? I think, Curtis, where the Scripture says, my people die for lack of knowledge, this mm-hmm. is an example of that because... Believers have precious little to hang on to. Oh, we're saved. Oh, we have, we've now got a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're going to hang on to the knot on the end of the rope if it kills us. And woe is me, because the world is after me. And, and there are all of these issues with abortion and with, with, uh, with, uh, with homosexuality, with, with uh, 
people that are killing other people. And I'm not going into one group or another because I also know that I have family member who works in a government position as a liaison with immigration immigrants and and they work with people every day who are coming into our country and she has talked about how kind and how benevolent some of these people are that that on the surface we as North Americans would go don't let them in here don't let them in here and yet these people have something that many of we uh, many of us as believers could learn from them so why is it we have this we have this self-absorbed self-righteous um uncaring unfeeling attitude to these people and and the word talks about we talked about this just in the last week or two about about uh, a man who doesn't care for his family. He's worse than an infidel. And I, I look at that on a spiritual basis because we as believers, we are responsible for each other. We are all a part of the body. It's like Paula said last time, take your clothes off, get in front of the mirror. And I'm sorry, I'm being graphic because some of us aren't that pretty. But take your clothes off, get in front of the mirror and look at your body and you're going to find something on your body that you don't like. But you know what? That's the way we are as believers. We are not, we are all a part of the body, but we're not all necessarily pretty. Something has to be the toe. And I know that some people have really ugly little toes. And I think my <laughs> wife would say I do. But, but it's, it's all about getting past what that, what that appearance is and seeing, seeing with love what is, what is truly the core there. Because, Curtis, you know, we can, we can be affected by spiritual oppression and things, and, and that changes who, who we are. It, it doesn't change who we are, but it changes how we act and react to people. And sometimes when we see someone that is manifesting something that they shouldn't, we have to be able to see past that and love them because of who they are not because of what's what's affecting them right and that's right. it's 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 we we have we as believers must get there because if we aren't going to get there we are never going to be able to mount an attack against the dark side properly because we have to work together and that's in love you know you're right brother um i want to touch on something right there at the end you, you talked about how you know we can get oppressed. We can we can get oppressed, man. We can get thrown down, beat up, ran over sideways. I mean, hung out to dry. But don't mean you got to give up the fight, man. Don't don't <laughs> you know? Don't give up on that. But uh, here's one posing question I'm going to pose to the listeners, and I want to hear you guys' feedback on this uh, via email. And if you guys would like to email us, email us at pineridgewarriorscontact at gmail dot com. But um, or go to our website and and uh, you can email us directly from the website. One question I want to pose to the listeners is: Can a Christian, a believer, a spirit-filled Holy Ghost believer, have a demon? <laughs> I want to hear you guys' thoughts on okay, that. Okay, well, well, now, um, now, Curtis, 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 you yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. qualify that though. When you say have a demon, 
What do you mean? You have to, well, okay, you have this, to qualify. This, this, okay, I, I, I'm going to clarify this. Can you be possessed? <laughs> Can a spirit-filled, born-again, blood-bought, redeemed devil-kicking, you know, hell-stomping, you know, Christian believer? Devil, Can devil, you, devil, juice boot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing, man. I mean, boot breaking, devil butt kicking, all kinds of stomping and going on. Can you, as a, a a true man and woman of God, can you have a demon? Can you be possessed? Can you have something like that in your body? And if so, if so, show me where that's at. And if not, show me where that's at. Um, and here's the other question. I'm going to throw it back to you. Is what's the difference between a demon and a spirit? <laughs> um, so well, th- there would be some <laughs> of you guys that can do that. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Steve. <laughs> okay, so so listeners, today you're in the archive. You heard those two questions, and I'm <laughs> I'm not going to throw my two cents in. At least not today. We'll we'll, we'll wait and see if. If we get any answers, Curtis, it would be interesting to hear. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that someone's listening that that would uh, that would like to wade in on this, because this is iron sharpening iron, right? It's it's all about yes. us understanding, and especially when it comes to the dark side and the evil that surrounds so many of us in in one fashion or other. Um, yeah, because. It's all about being fortified and, and, and understanding where we are and who we are and what is, what's in our spirit because, because we have been bought with a price, right? And, and our spirits are sealed until the day of redemption. And so, yeah. Amen. Boy, that, you threw a couple <laughs> questions out there, Curtis. I don't know where to go with Go, go from there. Okay. I'm yeah. not, and, and the only reason why I say this, brother, brother Steve, I don't mean to throw you under the bus or put you on the spot, but these are some things no. I've been, you know, okay, now, uh, these are some things I've been thinking about, like, very heavily, just some things that don't sit right with me as far as the answers that people are giving, and just to let you guys know, this is the answers that, that some are giving me. They're saying, well, because there's a, there's a difference. Yes, a Christian can have a demon because there's a difference between the soul and the spirit. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I get there's a, there's a, there's a big divide there. But it says one part in Scripture that you know the Lord says, what communion does light have with darkness? How can the two dwell together? So I'm going to let you guys know kind of my opinion on this, so don't think you're going to offend me. I don't think a true believer can have a demon, and I know there's a lot of people, a lot of people, Brother Steve, that have shunned me for this. But that's my stance because I have a hard time believing that they can dwell within the same vessel. Um, You know, one's got to be ousted. By another one. If not, then why would the scripture say, you know, if you if you don't clean something or if you don't sanctify that house, you know, the spirit can come back seven times greater and with others, you know. So I do believe that there is a cleansing process that needs to take place. There is a lot of repentance. There's a lot of things on the back burner, on the backside that we ourselves may maybe you go through deliverance and you have to continue your salvation uh, 
continue that walk with the Lord to not have certain doors opened up to you. That's what I believe. Now, I think if you if you kind of open, kick open those doors and try to say, forget you, God, and start dabbling in things that you know and invite demonic things in, I do I do believe you can lose your salvation. And, you know, so there's a lot of questions that kind of revolve around that never-ending enigma or that never-ending question. Um, can a Christian... Can a believer have have a spirit or a demon? And what's the difference between a spirit and a demon? Because there's unclean spirits in Scripture. Um, you know, it says the unclean spirit wrought him. Uh, there's also one that says, you know, the the, the demoniac. You know, um, that you guys know about, but the man that was, you know. Anyway, so we're we're Jesus casting out legions. So there's a lot of things that I think we need to start clarifying, and that it's not just well because my pastor said so. Or because this teaching mm-hmm. was popular, you know what I mean. We got to yep. kind of start. No, though, I think, and those, those are those are good questions, um, and and we do need to understand those things because this is all a part of of um, of putting on the defense, you know, putting on the whole armor of God, and and that's a part of it because we need mm-hmm. to protect. We need to understand the battle that we're in, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But that's what it's about. The battle is, is spiritual wickedness in high places, and, and all that is there in, in Ephesians 6.12, I think it is. Um, uh, we, 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 don't, we are not to give the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, or call him all of them, we are not to give him credit, but we need to understand his wiles and how, and how he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he de- may devour. The interesting thing is, Curtis, when, when we talk about all of this, when, when we go back in the Gospels and Jesus is talking, he tells us plainly that he has given, he has defeated Satan. He has completely defeated him. And Paula and I have been talking in the last week or ten days about, about the blood and, and about the sprinkling of the blood and what it was that Christ came and did. And, and I think that many of us only understand the very, very little shred of ice at the tip of an iceberg of what he actually did. Because as we, we go deeper into this thing, it's it it just seems that that the price that he paid was it was a huge price it was his life and he suffered more than anyone else that's ever walked the earth but in doing that he also did more marvelously to he did more to defeat satan and everything between satan and the father he did all of that, and many of us don't understand that, you know, Satan is the prince and power of the air. And so, you know, you hear gospel songs where people say, people are singing, oh, this is, uh, I think Natalie, what's her name? I shouldn't even say that, say her name. She's got a new song out, and it's, and she's singing about this being God's world. And I'm going, lady, you got it wrong. Because Satan is let loose 
and he is running around here rampant. And and the father is waiting for his bride to get ready. But Satan is the prince and power of the air. And so you can add the airwaves to that because that's what it is. And so even when you listen to some lyrics in some of these songs, you got to go, whoa, like either somebody's doctored that and, and there's corruption behind it or else somebody doesn't understand what it is they're singing. Um and so I don't even know where I went off on that, Curtis. But, but um, we 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 need to we need to understand, we, and 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 stay alert, because we are in a battle. We're in a war, and it's and it is for it's it's for our very being. And I've said it many times. We are eternal beings. Every one of us is an eternal being. Like there's so much talk about spending eternity with Jesus Christ, spending eternity with our Abba Father. But the flip side of that is that many will spend eternity in darkness where there is where there is wailing and gnashing of teeth and and eternal torment. And so we're all eternal. And so brothers and sisters, if you're listening tonight and you're and you have not come into a relationship with Jesus Christ you have time you're still breathing and i guess what i would say is i would encourage you to find mm-hmm. to find a place and just talk to him just talk to the savior and if you have a bible you start reading in the book of saint john the third book in the new testament matthew mark luke john four, sorry the fourth book and and if you're looking for the Savior, you will find him there. And it isn't in any fancy words that anyone's going to speak and you can copy and follow. It is what's coming from your heart. Because I know that by the time you say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me, you've already made the decision in your heart and it just comes out verbally. And so, brothers and sisters, we are in a battle. No one said that this was for wimps, but it's about time we as believers quit shooting our wounded and and get together and start bandaging each other up and realizing the value that every cotton-picking one of you has in this army that we call believers and followers of the way. Curtis? Amen. You know, you're right, brother. Uh, I think, you know, as, as, as your wife so aptly put there in the chat room, you know, study your enemy being a good soldier. You know, um, before, you know, the military makes battle plans, you know, they study their enemy. They know their enemy. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. They know their plan of attack. So, brothers and sisters, if we do anything, I mean, we, I want you guys – the reason why we, we continue this radio show is I do believe this is helping someone out there. But what I want this broadcast to do is to challenge you, not in a condescending way, not in a way to get you frustrated, not to say you know, to change your thoughts or opinions. But I want you to think about the last – since Christ died, the doctrine that man has taught. And what we've been ingrained with, I want you to think about that and challenge it because if that doctrine really did work, why on God's – I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the gospel that they're preaching, 
because I don't have an issue with the gospel. I have an issue with the doctrines of man, what they implement as the interpretation of God's word. Um, if it worked the way it designed what the way it was supposed to be originally designed, why is it that we have so much ignorance, so much um, whenever I use the word ignorant, I'm not trying to be racist, but that's unlearned individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know a, a single thing about hearing the voice of God. Why is it that we have all these other schools? Why is it that we have so much uh, prosperity gospel, uh, fake prosperity gospel teaching going on? Why is it that we have so much corruption in the body of God today if these doctrines were truly sound? And I'm not saying people haven't been saved, but what I'm saying is why is it there a massive propulsion forward? Like in the time of Paul, Amen. So, so that's what I want this broadcast, um, this one, and whatever ones we have on the future, is to challenge you, to get you to grow. If you're not growing, then you're stagnant, and if you're stagnant, you're no good, Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's absolutely right, Curtis. And and you know, as we we just burned off an hour, and it made me think. Okay, well, this is kind of the epitome of Round Table Tuesday, because we only had two of us, but but there could have been more. We could have had, who knows, we could have had people call in and and offer offer input. Um mm-hmm. you know, well, but but that's what it that, but that's what it's about. It is. It's it's about us growing and understanding who we are in Christ because because we are we are in a military zone even though our many of our churches today would say we're demilitarized. It's uh, yeah, I don't want to go there because the term I'm, I was just thinking of some other terminology there, but but we're but, <laughs> yeah we we men are not men, okay? Uh, we just put it that way, and and it's time we we get it together and start acting like men because because we we are the the Lord has has put us where we are. He has given us the gender we are, and. And sorry, ladies, ladies are, I'm going to say, the fairer sex. And for the most part, they are more tender than men are. I um, guess you can't say that everywhere. But, but men, we have, we have a job to do. We're, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to gird up and protect and, and help and, and nurture in in our way, just like a, 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 our our wife or a mother will nurture their children in their way, but but we're mm-hmm. we're all in that, and we are, you know, you can say what you want to. A man is not above a woman. Never was designed to be, and never will be. So a man is here, and his wife is here. They we each have a job. We have been given jobs. It's like. If I'm on the farm and I gotta go clean out the pig pen, I would never ask Paula to do that. I don't ask Paula to cut the grass. Now she does it sometimes because she likes to do that. But those kinds of jobs, Steve does because because it's just normal for me to feel like I should do it because I'm there's something built into me as a man, and and we can deny that in our innards all you want to, but. Uh, Paula was reading an article there the other day about you know, uh, 
Well, oh, I better not go there. It's not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, but but it's about <laughs> this emasculation, the demasculation of men and and the and the masculation of women. And you know what? You can say what you want to. You can do what you want to. At the end of the day, we are men and women, and 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 we can try to deny that in our own humanity. But fact of the matter is doesn't change doesn't change anything because our father made us man and woman and and that's what we are and we all have jobs i can't have a baby and so uh, frankly i don't want to have a baby because because well yeah i've i've it been is. a part of that <laughs> and and it and it takes more than a man to have a baby i can tell you that much but and 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 there are things that I will do that Paula won't want to do, but anyway, that we beat that horse enough. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, brother Steve, before we get going, uh, give out your contact information, how people can get a hold of you, and uh, some ways that they can contact you and all that other fun stuff. Um, yeah, so if you mind giving that out, and then after that, we'll call her a day, and uh, just kind of move on from there. Amen. Hey, okay, and you know what, Curtis. I still got my notes from this week, so maybe we will have a program if I can find internet next week. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. Anyway, right? okay. <laughs> you betcha. Okay, so, Steve, phrase, Roundtable Ministries. Um, we do have a website, and it is roundtableministriesinternational.com. You can follow the link there, get in there. You can email us there. The email address is roundtableministriesintl at gmail.com. And um, I guess our website is actually roundtableministriesinternational.com. Um, we also have phone numbers on there. My cell number is 204-497-0077. And we have a U.S. number as well. That number is 605-223-1866. And brothers and sisters, if you have if you have comments, um, as long as they're not hateful, we'd love to hear them. And and if well, even if there's something that we may not agree with, it doesn't matter. If it's done in a spirit of love, uh, we listen because we don't have all the answers. We don't have very many answers at all, but we're sure trying to find them. And so I think Curtis that about covers it, right? Yes. Great, 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 great. Uh, well, brothers and sisters, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. And again, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email us at www. Well, go to www.warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com, or you can just email us directly at Pine Ridge Warriors contact at gmail.com. With that being said, brothers and sisters, I love and appreciate you guys. Really, I do. Thank you guys for for uh, sticking with us for this uh, for this last hour. Um, we got a lot of great things coming up. So also, yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully I might be able to read some of those questions and answer them later on in, in the week, if not this time, then maybe next time on Roundtable Tuesdays. Um, so you guys keep that in mind. Um, I will be kind of be taking that a little bit more. We'll be doing prayer requests, uh, live uh, prayer and prophecy night on probably Sunday be just because it give me a little bit of a break. So I love and appreciate you guys. Thank you, Brother Steve, for coming on. Love you, man of God. Talk to you later. I'm going to leave you guys out with... Uh...
Nah, why not? Shalom. I like this song. All right, peace out, guys. See you guys this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, 6 o'clock Mountain. God bless. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.